podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC, a little bit after lunchtime on a Wednesday on which Liverpool fans are once again having online meltdowns. Real Madrid have officially announced the signing of Jude Bellingham today, and that has, of course, sent everybody into a tailspin. They've only paid £88 Why didn't we pay £88 We saved for years. Why didn't we pay £88 The issue isn't the £88 The issue is not the actual transfer fee. Now, maybe without Champions League, it became more of an issue. But that's not the reason we didn't sign Jude. We might well have been turned down by Jude. We don't know that for certain. So let's leave that as a factor. We might well have been turned down. Just because we want a player doesn't mean the player has to arrive. So... Just factor that in. Jude Bellingham might well have turned Liverpool down in favour of Real Madrid, which, to be fair, is understandable. He's not a Liverpool fan. Didn't grow up a Liverpool fan. He's not from Liverpool. Yes, he's a Steven Gerrard fan, but Steven Gerrard doesn't play or work for Liverpool. So what were you expecting? The bigger issue... And it is a financial thing. The bigger issue is the contract. And it's the other money around the Jude Bellingham transfer. Realistically, between agent fees, signing bonus, a payment to the father, that's probably another 50 million. It's probably another 50 million. It's not at the same level of what Haaland cost City with the 20 million to him, 20 to the father, 30 million to the agent. That was 70 million. But Jude's will have been a good way towards that. It'll be 15, 16 million to the agent. It'll be the same to him. Maybe 10 to the father. So maybe it's around 40 million. But that's still an extra 40 million that you have to come up with. That's a player. <laughs> That's a player. Just to get the Jude deal done, you're losing out on a full player. And then there's the wages factor. He's getting 360 grand a week. Sterling. That's more than anyone at Liverpool earns. And he's 20 this summer. So in three years, when he wants a new contract, that's going to go up. And three years after that, it's going to go up. 
And all of a sudden, you've got a 25, 26-year-old lad who's earning 500 grand, 600 grand, whatever it is. And everybody else around him is looking at that and thinking, well, I want that as well. Like, if Jude arrived this summer and we were to pay him that type of money, then when Trent walks in for his contract negotiation, he is going to ask for the same, if not more. And others like Virgil and Ali are going to come knocking on the door. And other players we sign afterwards are going to look at that and think, well, they're handing out money. So yes, I'm not Jude. No, I won't get 360, but maybe I'll get 260. And that might be a guy that we otherwise would be getting on 120 to 140 grand. It's not just the transfer fee. The transfer fee is just part of the overall package. If we look at this deal for Jude to go to Real Madrid, it's roughly 18 million a year in salary before tax. Sterling, bear in mind. Six-year deal. That's 108 million plus, say, 40 in signing shenanigans, that's £148 Then you add in the £88 fee. Now you're at £236 Then there's add-ons. They're about another £24 I think, on this deal. Well, that gets us to £260 That's before we factor in any bonuses. That's before we factor in appearance bonuses, goal bonuses, win bonuses over a six-year deal? That could be another five to six million a year. Now you're pushing towards 300 million for six years. That's about 50 million. Well, it's 50 million a year of an outlay for six years. And yes, he's a really special player, but he's not a one-off. He's not the best midfielder in the world. He's not the best midfielder of his generation because Eduardo Camavinga is part of that generation. Jamal Musiala is part of that generation. Pedri and Gavi are part of that generation. Florian Wirtz is part of that generation. Is he their peer on their level? Absolutely. Does he stand out above them? No. No, he doesn't. So you're talking about an enormous financial weight to put on the club when the truth of the matter is we need a big rebuild, a big, big rebuild. We don't just need one or two players. If Kelleher is leaving, we need a backup goalkeeper. Adrian, it looks like he'll stay. But next summer, we'll also need him to go. There's another goalkeeper. We need a backup for Trent. We need to upgrade on Joe. We need to upgrade on Joel. We need a starting left-side centre-back. We need a starting holding midfielder to upgrade on Fabinho. 
we've gotten one of the midfielders that we need, the advanced midfielders, but we still need another one. And we need a versatile wide option because only Mo and Diaz of the senior players at the club, and by senior I mean, you know, old enough to vote, are actual wingers. Gakbo better through the middle. Darwin, much better through the middle. Jota, better through the middle. All this talk of, oh, we've got loads of left wingers. No, we don't. They might have played left wing when we bought them. But Diaz is the only out-and-out left winger we have. Mo is the only out-and-out right winger we have. So you need a winger. That's nine players over the next two summers. That's before we factor in the fact that Thiago will leave. There's another one. There's ten. That's after Alexis has come in. That's ten players that we're going to need. Now, you can mitigate some of them. I think Besetic as the backup to Trent, you can do that. Pitaluga as one of the goalkeepers. That's fine. But now, it's still eight players after bringing in Alexis to get us to the level of having a squad capable of going and winning the major honours again and then sustaining that beyond, not falling off the way we did. So we can't afford to go out and spend what would have been 128 million on Jude this summer. Fee, agent fee, signing bonus, payment to the father for as an intermediary or whatever the case would be, whatever way Alfie Haaland got his big bag of money. We couldn't afford to do that. That's three players for that money. That's Kefren Turam, could even be four players. Kefren Turam, Gabri Viega, Mickey Van de Veen. Reckon you'd probably get the three of them for about 105. And you could potentially then get something else. You could get Bradley Barcola maybe as that winger. There's four players with just that Jude money. Four players whose salary would be less combined than just Jude's. You have to think about these things in the bigger picture, in the longer term. Yes, the likelihood is Jude becomes the best player of the group. But Jude by himself will not improve you more than Kefren Turam, Bradley Barcola, Mickey Van de Veen and Gabri Viega. He just won't. He just won't improve you more. So I'm not actually all that bothered that we haven't got him, to be honest. I would look at the Jude deal as an opportunity to get more players in, to build the way we did build the first time around, not to go big game hunting, not to try and spunk all of our budget on one player, not to load ourselves down with a contract that really and truly he isn't 
deserving of. Jude Bellingham is not worth 360 grand a week. Not at this point in his career. He hasn't proven anything. He's been good in the Bundesliga. He hasn't been consistently brilliant in the Bundesliga. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't carried Dortmund to a title. He hasn't carried them to the late stages in Europe. Hasn't done any of those things. So he's not going to come in and do that for us. He's not going to come in and load the team up on his back and carry us. Nor, frankly, should we want him to. And the big risk with bringing in Jude was that he would have been seen as this saviour. And the expectations on him would have been outrageous. Because you would have had the internet crazies believing that this was a a cure-all. We don't need a left-side centre-back. We've got Jude. We don't need a holding midfielder. We've got Jude. We don't need a winger. We've got Jude. That's how we got ourselves into the mess with Gerrard when he was been expected to load everything up on his back. How did that work out? Did we win many league titles? The other opportunity this could present, could, could present, keyword could, is that Real now want to sign Kylian Mbappe. And somebody said to me yesterday, if they had the opportunity, if we had the opportunity, you should spend every penny you have on Mbappe and then try and kind of patchwork it around him. And his argument was that every club in the world would have done that around Messi at the same age. And my counter to that would be that Barcelona did that around Messi 10 years ago. They tried to build a mega team around Messi. They spent insane amounts of money to keep him at the club. At one point, they were paying him 50 million in wages and another 50 million in bonuses and image rights. 100 million a year going out of their coffers for one player. And they loaded themselves with extraordinary debt, touching a billion dollars of debt. Not like when United loaded themselves with debt by, you know, someone buying the club and then remortgaging. No, no. This was trying to buy players and pay players to play with Messi. And I understand that, you know, Barcelona won league titles from... His his argument was from 2013. From 2013 onwards. Um that any any club would have done the same with Messi. And from 2013 to now, Barcelona have won one European Cup and some La Liga titles. But let's be honest, the whole purpose of it was to win European Cups. The four league titles they won with Messi in his last eight years there, they could have won those without spending all that money. They spent it all to win European Cups because 
they saw what Real Madrid did. And Real never butchered themselves financially the way Barca did. What Barca have now done in order to try and mend the damage is they've sold off huge chunks of their future and they've financially compromised themselves for the next 10 to 15 years to just marginally bring down their debt. Not not massively bring it down, marginally. And Barcelona is a club that prints money. Their earning potential is far greater than ours. And when they had Messi, it was far greater than ours. And the Messi brand is far greater than the Mbappe brand. This idea of loading up around one player is just nonsensical. It didn't work for Barcelona. They won one European Cup. And if they were in any other league or they were any other club, Bardem and Real Madrid, they would have gone bust. They would have gone bust. And now they're loaded to the eyeballs with debt. They've sold off bits and pieces of their future. Future TV rights. They sold off their own in-house production company. So now they don't even get revenue from their own content. Like, you have to understand, Barcelona made a huge mistake going all in around Messi. And that's Messi, the greatest player in history. Second best player, obviously, but greatest player in history. Kylian Mbappe is out, outrageously good, but he's, he's, he's not messy. He just isn't. Like, will he be better than Thierry Henry? Maybe, maybe not. But Thierry Henry never drove revenue in the way a Ronaldo did, like the original Ronaldo or or Messi did. It just never happened. So you would load up around Mbappe, spend whatever it takes, load yourself with debt, and then what? Win one Champions League, maybe? And then when his contract runs out, he does what? He turns around and says, right, lads, I'm away. Bye-bye. Because the bottom line is he's going to Real at some point or another. It would be utterly foolish for us to pursue him. So people, again, the internet crazies need to get that out of their head. The opportunity for us, which could exist, is that they might need to raise some funds. Which means they might be open for business on either Chuameni or long-shot Valverde. Now, Chuameni is the more likely that they would sell because they've got Camavinga there who can play that defensive midfield role. In all likelihood, they keep they keep both. But it would be worth making a phone call and seeing if they'd be open at least to a deal for Chiuameni. And because of PSG's insistence that Mbappe will be sold this summer, if Real is his preferred destination, Real will have significant leverage in that deal. Because PSG can call up whoever they want and offer him around 
But A, most clubs can't afford them, and B, most of the clubs that can afford them won't be of interest to them. Um, there's plenty of stuff on This Is Anfield and Liverpool.com. There's a piece there on This Is Anfield actually ranking the top five positions Liverpool need to reinforce this summer. And bizarrely, um, they've ranked centre-back above left-side centre-back, which is just very, very strange. Left-side centre-back is a much bigger need because that's a starter that we need because Andy Robertson's not good enough in that role and Costa Simicus isn't really good enough to be starting for us no matter what situation we're in. So that is definitely a much bigger priority than a backup or, or sorry, than a replacement for Joe or Joel, which can wait till next summer. Uh, they did get the top two right, though. Centre midfield, that's Kevin Turam, you'd imagine. And holding midfield, which is, or well, ball-winning midfielder, which is where I'm hopeful that it's Manu Kone. But Romeo Lavia's name continues to do the rounds and maybe it'll be him. He'd be, he'd be brilliant. He's an outstanding player. Um, there's, like I say, the stuff on um, liverpool.com that you can check out, including some words from Ibu Kanate about us needing players and also about his thoughts on Kefren Turam. On anfieldindex.com, there is a piece on Fede Valverde. There's a piece about Joel Matip. James Pierce says that Joel Matip will not be leaving this summer or said it's unlikely, I think, that he won't be leaving this summer. Uh, generally, when someone says James Pierce said, the next words you should say are just, I'll just stop you right there. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Turam Sparks fly, his agent drops cryptic hint. His agent was sending pictures of herself or uploading pictures of herself sat in Nice. Uh, waiting for a meeting, I assume, to uh, discuss his exit from the club. And there's a piece about shirt numbers, there's a piece about Gabriel Viega, and Andrew Beasley has a piece up um, regarding a potential tactical shift. Podcast-wise, there is a, a new Pro Plus. It is Trev and Dave Davis, so check that out when you get a chance. And that'll do me for today, folks. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.